Hey everyone, welcome to Life by Design Intentional Wellness Podcast with Tracy, Debbie, and Paula. Three friends who have a love for learning and an inquiring spirit for living a happy, healthy life. We are so glad you can join us as we discover together how to be our best physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Friends, we are on the journey with you. We are not doctors or experts in wellness. We are just collaborators, partnering with you, our listeners, to live a healthy, happy life in this chaotic world. Life by Design Intentional Wellness is for information sharing only. Don't take it as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Make sure to work with your healthcare providers to determine the best way forward for your situation. This is the first part of a two-part podcast. on today's podcast. I'd just like to give a shout out to some of our listeners out there. I want to say a special thank you to my friend Denise, who's out in Washington State, who sent me a gratitude tree after hearing the gratitude broadcast. Wasn't that very sweet? I thought that was very nice idea. So I'm going to begin filling that up with all my grateful thanks and wishes. So I really appreciate that. And I just wanted to Give a shout out to my brother Barry and sister-in-law Sue, who have been listening to the podcast and subscribing, so I really appreciate that. And my friend Rudy out in Texas, who's subscribed to our podcast. Just want to give a shout out to you guys. Thanks for being our listeners, and we really appreciate it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So I'll turn it over to Paula, who is going to be leading today's podcast. I'm very excited about this, so... Paula, thank you. So, hey, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, We're glad that you are joining us again today. So I'm, of course, here with my friends, Tracy and Debbie, and we're going to be discussing today's topic, which I call Redefining Fear, Living with Joy and Contentment. So today, as we are going to be exploring fear, so this is a topic that, at best, is overwhelming to me. (laughs) And at worst is, well, fearful. So you see, to be completely honest with you, our audience and my friends here, I have lived a life that's been really surrounded by fear. So growing up, I really didn't think about it or label it as fear. Mm -hmm. But over the past few years, as I've been getting older Mm -hmm. um, and more self-aware, I've noticed this fear of mine and I've also started to notice how it has impacted my life. So because of that I've had this desire for quite a while to investigate fear like what's it all about and why do I have so much of it? So um, hopefully we'll answer some of those questions today. So you know there are a lot of aspects to fear and I'm not I don't think that we can do that whole big topic of fear justice in trying by trying to address every quality of fear in just this one podcast. So I think let's I'd like to start simply because this is sort of how my mind works. Let's start simply by just defining fear. So Tracy and Debbie, tell mm-hmm. me how would you both define fear? Well, go ahead. you Okay, I'm quick that um Really, the way that in my mind I define fear is a, something that I am afraid of that 
gets in the way of things that I really want to do. And that's not acceptable. So I, for me, and so I love that the topic is, because you're right, we're not going to do the whole topic of fear, but I love that you've, you're redefining fear. Mm -hmm. And I think that's easier to digest. <laughs> so for you, it's just something that, that gets in your way of being able to accomplish something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if I have to change something. And, and that's okay, too, if I have to change something. I just, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's really hard to explain. So I'll just turn it to Tracy. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can explain any better. But, but to me, it's an anxiety kind of associated with the unknown. Mm. You know, for me, not knowing makes me fearful or makes me feel anxious. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. and but I but I heard you know like I've heard that you know. Fear serves sometimes as a necessary protection. Like, right. You know, I've heard that before, like in some of the literature that I've read. And so, you know, it's it keeps us, you know, our, I guess, you know, our caveman self. It kept right. us safe during those times to right. be fearful of a tiger who was out there or something. Exactly. So, so oh, that's good. It was a necessary, but now I think sometimes we maybe overcompensate or get a little bit more fearful of things that maybe we don't need to be that fearful mm -hmm. of. So for me, it's an anxiety of the unknown. Okay. Oh. Excellent. Thank you, guys. So I always like to start off very simple. And so when there's a definition, I'm like, oh, well, let's check Webster. And what does Webster say <laughs> fear is? So Webster defines fear as an unpleasant, often strong emotion. And listen to this caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. So that's different, right? Like, so the, the tiger or the bear or something is, you know, awareness. You know that that thing's there and, you and right. you know, there's fear. And then there's sometimes anticipation. And we'll, that's what I want to explore more of is what that means and what that looks like and how that impacts us, how it impacts me for sure. Mm -hmm. So I've asked other people, like, you know, you guys and some other people, uh, what they think of as how they would define fear. And a lot of it was very similar, like the, the emotional part, the anxiety part, the unknown, the, you know, kind of getting in my way. Um, but I, I will give my own shout out to my niece, uh, Kaylin, who came up with a definition and I just loved it. So I'm going to just give part of it. And so she said, she defined fear and this is how she said it. When a potential outcome has the possibility of shaking our internal peace and stability. That's great. Isn't that, that awesome? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. She's probably she's a lot younger than us and probably yeah, wow. has more a firm hand on what fear was exactly. than maybe I do. Yes. I was like, wow, that really spoke to me. So I'm going to just say it again. The po a potential mm -hmm. outcome that has a possibility of shaking our internal peace and stability. So when I was thinking about fear, I would define it personally as it's an emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's, for me, Paula, it's usually not based on anything, but it gets in the way of me being at my very best. Mm -hmm. 
So kind of going back to Webster's definition and, you know, what I've been feeling, like where my fear is not based on anything in particular, there's really two types of fear. There's real fear, mm -hmm. like the tiger and the grizzly bear coming at you, or the perceived fear. Would you guys agree yeah. with that? Yeah, yes. I would agree with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So for this discussion today, I would like to really focus on the perceived fear, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is what I experience most of the time. So for me, I just tend to create things to be fearful about. When I was younger, I was always afraid that something would happen to my parents. So mm -hmm. if they went out somewhere, I was afraid they would get in a car accident or something worse would happen. Mm -hmm. I feared being home alone, certain that someone would break into the house and harm me. You know, as I got older, I feared like making the wrong decision at work and getting fired oh. or <laughs> making my boss unhappy um, or my employees unhappy. <laughs> and, you know, I could just go on and on about examples like this. But the point is that most of these fears I have just conjured up in my mind. There's really mm -hmm. nothing to base them on. I just made up these fears. So you know, can you guys relate to that? Like that whole, um, you know, conjuring up fears? And where are you more? Like, are, do you spend more time fearing real things like the grizzly bear? Or are you more on the perceived side? I'd probably be on the more... Mm -hmm like the grizzly bear the the real side yeah because in my mind it's um fear if it's real then okay i need to do something i need to remove myself from this situation because right. it's could be dangerous or worse and so now with the perceived side i sort of think about why am I worrying and how is this helping? Yeah. And so if it's not helping and there's nothing you could do, why are you worrying about it? And why is that taking up energy in your head? Because like, and this is, well, I don't, I don't know if this is a good or bad example, but it's almost like when you're, when you're in an airplane, it could crash. It doesn't scare me. Mm hmm. It's not how I'd want to go, but I just say a prayer and I'm So good. there's nothing that you can do about it. No. So you have learned to let it go. Yeah, because if you can't what control would it. help? Why, if I'm worrying about it, how would that help? Mm -hmm. So that's just, yeah. Our fear expert here. <laughs> <laughs> what about fearless you, Tracy? Expert, right? <laughs> um, so I would say that... You know, you were saying, are you more on the perceived side, or are you yeah. more? I'd say both. I, okay. I'm kind of, kind of bring and and I'll tell you. And it's funny that you would use the example of the airplane. Oh dear, because <laughs> I'm deathly afraid of heights. So that if I even watch a TV show where someone is on a trapeze, oh wow, or if they're skydiving mm -hmm. or anything like that, my palms will sweat. Literally, oh, they will, they will sweat. Yeah, watching this because I feel so scared for the people that yeah. are. Or, you know, um, so I like to go places. I like to travel. Right. So I'm definitely afraid to fly, but I fly. You know, I mm. mean, I kind of have mm. to walk myself through it to get there. I don't know that, you know, 
Sometimes I'm more calm about it than others. You know, I'm not in a constant panic the whole time. I, I've kind of gotten better at doing that. And I feel like the more often I do it, the, the better I am mm -hmm. at doing it. If it's a long time between when I fly, you know, then it gets a little bit harder. So that, that you know, so it, it's like it has a perceived that threat and it has a, a real mm -hmm. threat, sure. threat to it, you know. Um, but then I've also had some health issues that were very real and it often makes me fearful to go to the doctor, right? right. So, you know, I mean, they're real, but then there's the perceived thing. I think Debbie's great if she can actually say, like, <laughs> it doesn't help because she's right. Even if you do have a health scare or whatever, you have yeah. to walk through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to. So you can be afraid, but you're still going to have to walk through it. And it's how do you want to walk through it? Yes. It's right. just. And I don't know that I'm there as this courageous person, so I applaud. Right, I feel the same way. way. I applaud, applaud you, Debbie. Yeah, but, but I, I live up to that, but I'm I, definitely I do my not best. There. Like, yeah. I do my best. I want to travel. I want to, you know, I want to be healthy. So I do my best. I walk through these things as best I can. So I, I'm curious how fear has gotten in your way. Like, can you, do you have ideas or thoughts about or examples about where you haven't been your very best or you didn't do something that you really wanted to do because fear got in the way? Well, I, I don't know. I, I just kind of have an adventurous spirit. And my husband and I, we watch a lot of the YouTube videos where people are going on RVs, they're traveling mm -hmm. the world on boats. And, you know, I don't know, maybe in my youth, I didn't make those bold choices. I didn't kind of mm -hmm. travel the world and, and do those kinds of things. And maybe if I was a little bolder, mm -hmm. you know, and a little bit more fearless, I would have done more of that. I mean, I don't regret anything in my life because I have a, the, my life is the way it should be. Right, and I right. met the people I should meet. And so it's all, it's all good from that way. But, um, you know, as I watch these, you know, did I not know about the things that were out there? Mm -hmm. or I didn't, you know, kind of ask about them or whatever, or, mm -hmm. you know, you so just you played it maybe a little bit Safer, safer, maybe yeah. a little bit safer, mm -hmm. and maybe if I was a little bit more fearless, mm -hmm. I might have opened um, myself up to more adventure. So we're gonna go jump out of an airplane sometime. How's that, Tracy? Oh my gosh, <laughs> my palms are sweating <laughs> as you say that. Oh my gosh, that is so funny that you just said that because for the longest time, that is something I've always wanted to do. Tandem, tandem. That <laughs> I want to go with an experienced person, but then when I shared that with my my husband and my mother, they were both, is that really something you should do? Do you really and, want to do that? And I said, well, yeah, but then since we had at the time two small children, I thought, okay. <laughs> but I think their fear for me. Oh, that's interesting. Prevented yes. me. But now my kids are adults. And so I said to my husband, you know, I don't know. I have to think about this again. Maybe I want to do it. Well, there you go. Life by design, intentional wellness, <laughs> you go. jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> Debbie's super fearless. I'm finding this out more and more. Well, we'll, we'll, just, decided. <laughs> we'll just stand behind her. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm thinking about it, you know, I look at like my career and, you know, somebody might look at me and I think, you know, I've been pretty successful. I've been, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm yeah, happy with well. my career. My life in general um, has been fine and successful, even with living with this 
constant, you know, state of fear. But then I started thinking about it and, you know, it really depends on how I define success or how somebody defines right. success. So going back to my niece's definition of fear, which is, you know, shaking our internal peace and stability. When I think about that, I've gone through life, I've been successful, I've done really well in my career, my, I have friends, I've traveled, I've done different things. Mm -hmm. um, but I can honestly say, I'm putting this out there to our listeners and making myself vulnerable, maybe, I can honestly say that my life has not been characterized by internal peace and stability. Oh. So even though you can say, you know, quote, I'm successful and I do things, and because I live with this fear, this perceived fear, I'm not um, stable and I'm not at peace internally. And so, you know, so what does that say, right, about yeah. um, about what, how fear has been impacting me? Now, I don't know if you guys um, feel the same way, but that's what talk, what I, it was that, that definition of that internal peace and stability that really spoke to me. It's like, wow, you know, I mean, I go through life. Now, I'm not saying I'm a miserable person. I mean, I do really, no. you know, I'm happy, <clears throat> but, but. I have not lived a life that I can, I could, I, it could be better. I could be better at that. What would be better? Well, so that leaves me, <laughs> leads me to, you know, really what I'm being convicted about right now. So I am a follower of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and God wants me, he wants all of us to live a life of contentment and joy. That is just how he wants us to live, regardless of our circumstances. So mm -hmm. circumstances should not dictate, you know, whether or not we're content and joy and joyful. So being in a state of fearfulness does not lend itself. When you think about it, right, it does not lend itself to contentment and joy. So I, I want to share this Bible verse. So just listen to this. Second Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So he's telling us that we have a spirit of power and love and self-control and not of fear. So when I live with this fear, this perceived fear in me of what if, I'm, I'm totally going against what he wants for me because he's given he's saying you do not I don't want you to have a spirit of fear I want you to have a spirit of power and so you know I mean it's completely against what God wants for all of us I also love this Bible verse Isaiah 41 10 so he said this says do not fear <laughs> like right. how much clearer can I get do not fear for I am with you do not anxiously look around you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Listen this word. Surely I will help you. It's not like I may help you if you don't have any fear. It's surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I mean, this is mm -hmm. very directive. And so, you know, I'm, I'm convicted by this. I'm like, I'm not living this life of um, contentment the way I'm supposed to because I have this 
perceived fear. And I do have that actually at my home office. I have do not fear for I am with you. Yes. I see that every day. But can I say something, Paul? I just want to say something. I think you're being so hard on yourself. I, I really do, honestly. It, it's not easy. I think you're a sensitive person. And when you're a sensitive person, you're sensitive to everything. And, and that's your greatest strength and can be mm -hmm. your greatest weakness as well. So I would give yourself a break. Like, Thank you. You, you don't have to <laughs> no. like do it all in one shot. And you oh, just kind of have to do the best you can at the times to remember to have the joy and and relish in the joy and, and contentment yes. when you have it, you know. It, it's bringing, it's raising the awareness for me and it's a challenge for me to let go of that fear. So it's not, I'm not beating myself up. It's just that I, and that's why I really wanted to address this topic and, and kind of explore mm -hmm. it some more because it really is a choice. And I think we're gonna talk a little bit about that. I think every single thing we, mm -hmm. every single podcast we talk right. about it being a choice. Right. And so we do. We have a lot of control over how we are in our lives. And so it's a choice. And when I get kind of sucked into this, what if, which I have a tendency to do. I mean, that's just the truth about me. I get sucked into that. <coughs> then I'm missing out, right, on that contentment and joy. And so I have to, it, and we're gonna, I'm going to go into much more detail. And we'll have a conversation around this. So it's, it's recognizing I'm getting sucked in, and it's not beating myself up. That doesn't help anything. It's right. saying, hey, I'm getting sucked in. How do I turn mm -hmm. it around right. to make it better to, you know, so I can experience that joy and that contentment? Mm -hmm. So if you guys are, um, have not heard of this, there's a great resource out there if anybody has any Bible questions. It's called gotquestions.org. That is a great so, resource. So listen. So I checked on this website what it says about fear. And so listen to what it says. When the Bible tells us, do not fear, it means that we are not to allow anxiety or fretfulness to rule our lives or take root in our hearts. Uh, we are not to be people of panic. We are to be people of faith. And we can count on the Lord to provide our needs, to protect us from evil, guide us, and keep our souls secure for eternity. So we may not be able, and this is what really spoke to me, we may not be able to prevent anxious thoughts from entering our minds, but we can practice the right responses. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. And that's yeah. where mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's different. And that's what I have to work on. So just another verse that really speaks to me is Philippians 4, 6 to 7. And this verse in Philippians, um, God instructs us, who says, uh, not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what this um, verse is saying is, again, it's a, it's a directive. Do not be anxious about anything, right. anything. And this is, you know, this is kind of what you were saying, Deb, is if I can't control it, why am I anxious or fearful about it? Like, I, I can't do anything about it. And, you know, we've talked about um, kindness and gratitude in other podcasts. And so it's saying 
in everything by prayer and supplication mm-hmm. with thanksgiving like with gratitude yeah if you know if we have gratitude in our hearts and we say to god this is what i'm i'm struggling with he gives us a sense of peace that contentment and that joy and mm-hmm. so it's just kind of it's being able to tap into it so you know so for me i'm really trying um working on giving like I'm, I'm trying to be like Debbie. No, 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 no. but look, no, you're right. You're not like, no, no, but I'm, like it's me, a but joke. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But I'm trying to, you know, work on giving up my fear to God mm-hmm. um, as I've been instructed in all of these verses and, and recognizing that this is, God wants me to live with contentment and joy. And so the fear gets in the way of that. And so being able to manage that and recognize that, and we're going to talk a little bit about some strategies to do that. But I also, just just by the way, I think this is true. If you guys know differently, then tell me if, if, if it's wrong. But I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere that there are 365 verses in the Bible about um, not being anxious or fearful. Mm-hmm. So God knew that we needed a reminder every single day of the year not yes. to be fearful and uh, anxious. And so he's given us that in the in 365 verses in the in the Bible. That's a nice fact. So I'm just curious with you guys. I mean that's this is my perspective where I come from as as a follower of Christ, but how have your spiritual beliefs influenced your experience? With fear, anything that you oh. guys want to share? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I I always pray for myself and the people I love, and I think it's easier to relinquish control to God for the people I love. It's harder to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. I feel that with myself and God, it's more of a collaboration. Me working as an imperfect human who can only know what a human can know, and God working with the divine. I just need to make sure that I'm pulling my weight. That that's my and and it reminded me when I was starting to think about this, the parable about two boats and a helicopter. Do you guys know that parable? I don't, I don't think so. Well, I'll read a little bit okay, of it. I have do. it to read. Sure. It's yeah. it's people have told it time and time again and I think it really kind of illustrates this kind of collaboration mm-hmm. with God. So I got this from psychology, well, this this was from Wikipedia, but it came from Psychology Today's website in 2009. It says, a storm descends in a small town and the downpour soon, soon turns into a flood. As the waters rise, the local preacher kneels in prayer on the church porch, surrounded by water. By and by, one of the townsfolk comes up, in, comes up the street in a canoe. Better get in, preacher. The waters are rising fast. No, said the preacher. I have faith in the Lord. He will save me. Still the waters rise. Now the preacher is up on the balcony, wringing his hands in supplication when another guy zips zips up in a motorboat. Come on, preacher. We need to get out of here. The levee's going to break any minute. Once again, the preacher is unmoved. I shall remain. The Lord will see me through. After a while, the levee breaks and the flood rushes over the church until only the steeple remains above the water. The preacher is up there clinging to the cross when a helicopter descends out of the clouds and a state trooper calls down to him through a megaphone. Grab the ladder, preacher. This is your last chance. Once again, the preacher insists the Lord will deliver him and predictably, he drowns. (laughs) A pious man, the preacher goes to heaven. After a while, he gets an interview with God and he asks, 
the Almighty Lord. Lord, I have an unwavering faith in you. Why didn't you deliver me from that flood? God shakes his head. What did you want from me? I sent you two boats and a yeah. helicopter. Oh. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that parable? I, I don't, but I love it. That's yes. a great story. Yes. I mean, yes. you know, yeah. I don't think God just wants us to wait on him. I think God wants us to also work. And, and, right. and work on, you know. Take some action. action. And, right. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's why it's, it's harder for me to just totally relinquish control because mm, I feel like right. there's some stuff I need to do. Mm. You know, That's, I need to pull my yeah. weight, you know. So I think in the, in definitely a real situation. So talk with me about this, Tracy, because I'm just kind mm-hmm. of thinking mm-hmm. through, thinking this out loud. In a real situation, like if I were, you know, diagnosed with some illness or something, mm-hmm. and I were fearful about that, I would have to definitely, like I would rely on God to, to work with me, I mean, to help me through that, but there would be some things that I would have to do right. Go well, ahead. Well, I think even what you're talking about, you know you have this fearfulness and you're working on it, right? right? You're not just saying, I'm fearful God, save me. You right. Know? You're, you're trying to figure a way out that right. makes you less fearful in situations. Right. And, 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 you know, part of it is prayer, but part of it is you doing work day to day, right? Yes. And some of this, putting yeah. yourself in these fearful situations yeah. and trying to go through them. Yes. Right? So to you're me, doing your part and God's doing his part. To me, it's, it's mm-hmm. the part I'm doing is so I could be obedient mm-hmm. to him because he's telling me, I don't want you mm-hmm. to be fearful. And so when I am, I'm actually disobeying him. Right. And so to me, I have to do something, take some action to learn to, you know, manage this so that I'm more um, obedient to what I feel like he's calling me to do out of the scripture. Well, I, I guess I don't, I don't necessarily see it that way because I don't feel like, well, he wants you to have contentment and joy. I don't, right. I don't think it, mm-hmm. it's is that... It's the obedience that he wants. He just wants your best. He wants the best for you. Like it's mm-hmm. not like I when you say be I feel like a you know a, a parent harshly yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I don't I don't take that aspect of it. I see it more as he wants the best for you and you want the best for you. Right. And the two of you are working together. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. when but when I am living in a fearful state, mm-hmm. that's not my best. So I he's not happy with that and I'm not happy mm-hmm. with that. I don't think he's unhappy with it. What what I he's what I feel? Shaking his head. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> what am I going to do with that girl? Unha- unhappy for it. I think he's rooting for he's you. He's probably sad. Yeah. I think he's he rooting might, for yeah, you to he be, would be to, to be to do better. Right. To to feel better. To have that life of yeah, contentment have, and joy. Yes. I that's I mean that's how I look at it. I do agree because I really and that's so I'm happy you shared these these with us because. I really, that's where the clarity comes in, where I really don't fear. I mean, there are situations, but they're more real because when it's perceived, I mean, I guess really, so I've had health issues, but I just, that's okay. It's supposed to be this Mm -hmm. way. So I can only do so much and it's, we work through it together. 
Great conversation, ladies. I love your, your perspectives on that. Thank you for going along on the ride with us today as we pursue ways to intentionally live our best lives with purpose and meaning. We want to hear from you, our companions, on this journey of designing a life of intentional wellness. Visit our website and let us know what you think about the podcast. We invite you to share your story, suggest a topic for discussion, and rate this in previous podcast episodes. Share our podcast with your friends because our desire is to build a community dedicated to a life designed with meaning and value.